Welcome back to the next episode of Always Be Thinking, a podcast designed to make you think. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the power of passionate people and what it means for businesses everywhere. So the news hit yesterday that Microsoft had acquired GitHub for uh, a rather large sum of $7.5 billion. And I talked about that a bit on my podcast uh, yesterday in the episode. I was also exploring a bit more the thought and thinking behind it, particularly as it related to Microsoft's motivation and the trend that we're beginning to see from the company Microsoft. I spoke in particular about the uh, thinking that Satya was bringing to the table from his role as CEO now that he's taken over, particularly as it related to employees and kind of starting back at square one with thinking about what their purpose was and, and reimagining their vision as a company and then getting really down to why they were doing what they were doing. And that got me thinking along those lines of passionate people in general. And I realized it was something that gets talked about a lot, but not normally in the sense of business. And I recognize there are times when it does get talked about in business. And when those times come up, uh, it's a popular topic of conversation because it seems to be more rare than we would first expect. So... I wanted to look a bit more on the subject of power of passionate people today. And I wanted to talk with you about what that means to me and kind of how I think that it all plays out. I think one of the first things that I like to explore when considering a new topic is really a little bit of a definition of terms. I think that it helps me personally to better reconcile uh, my thinking on a subject if I am able to start with what those different words and different terminology actually means. And so in this case, I'll, I'll do the same uh, with you. Uh, looking first at what makes up a passionate person, you know, we should start by knowing what passion really means. And so I did some dictionary digging, of course, and the first couple definitions are the ones that you would expect. Um, love and passion and uh, this deep-seated root, um, in some cases almost of lust, uh, but if you keep going down the list, by the time you get to definition number six for passion, uh, what you'll find is one that I think is more relevant for the topic of a passionate person in, in this uh, instance. And dictionary definition number six says, passion is a strong or extravagant fondness, an enthusiasm or desire for anything. And I think that really does fit with the concept of what I'm exploring when thinking about the composition of a passionate person. Um, the reason why is, is looking at a passionate person, uh, someone who is exhibiting strong enthusiasm for something, um, they're really crazy over accomplishing their mission. Uh, they're often looked at as, as extravagant because they're so maniacally focused on that impassioned action. But when we look about the constitution of a person that is exhibiting that extraordinary zeal for something... Um, it's, it's really important to recognize that a person might be exhibiting that passion, uh, that level of fervor in one area of their life while trudging through a mountain of mundane daily rituals everywhere else. And so I, I guess what I'm suggesting by that point is that 
someone who, uh, someone could be both passionate and dispassionate, uh, depending on the environment and uh, any one particular facet of their life. Uh, there's no really overarching, that's a passionate person and that's a dispassionate person. Um, passion is not necessarily contingent solely on the person, but also on the aspect that um, is being evaluated by the person. And so I think the key takeaway uh, for this particular idea is that the responsibility for passionate behavior lies not only with the person, but there's also a responsibility in the object that's eliciting the passion. I know that's deep, right? Whew, I jumped right into it on this podcast. Okay, but let's keep going a little bit further. I think what we find when looking at humanity as a whole, and I think you'd find this principle to be something that's proclaimed by book after book and, and human rights activists and, and pretty much everyone the world over, is that there's some element of power within each person. And that power might take on different forms and might be exhibited in different ways, depending on the circumstances and settings for each unique individual. Uh, that power might be strength or energy or mental efficacy or, or a variety of other ways in which that power is exhibited. Um, we basically all have a propensity for exhibiting strength and we're always trying to seek out ways to showcase or prove our inner power. I think as humans we have this in instinctive desire to find outlets um, and in a way it's because I, th I think this validates us as people. And so we're always seeking for ways to which we can demonstrate our power. And so I think the natural conclusion that we can draw from that is if we are looking for ways to exhibit power and we can find outlets by which that power is manifest and demonstrated to others, um, we become more excited, more enthusiastic about that particular item, that object the thing that allows us that ability. And as a result, our built-in desires have been fulfilled. And this causes feelings of excitement and, and enthusiasm. Uh, and, and what we begin to see is this virtuous circle where the more we feel empowered, the greater our excitement or our passion. And, and so we begin to build and it escalates and it grows. Um, and so I think what we see is that this behavior is often very often personified within community. And we see that open source community where individuals are able to be promoted purely based on that concept of meritocracy, um, it, it's usually the first and forefront of everyone's thinking. Um, it's not often that we can reconcile that with standard business environments. And of course, that's because we're injecting capital into everyone's lives. We are paying them for their time. And so no longer is it something that they are empowered by and as a result passionate about because we've introduced money. Now, of course, I'm not advocating for the disbandment uh, of paying salaries. We absolutely, everyone has to have money to survive, money to provide their, for their families, for their lifestyles, whatever it might be. Um, so that, that's not the, the takeaway I want to leave you with. Um, but it's not necessary that the, the money that's introduced into the equation um, has to completely forego uh, any empowerment or passion. 
And now we get into a, an idea and a concept that uh, I, I think I probably talk about far too much. And I'm sure those that have, have heard me speak, um, either in person or on a previous episode of the podcast, or even have read my writings, recognize that this is something that I am personally extremely uh, fond of. It's shaped a lot of my thinking on the subject, and that's the idea, the concept of starting with why. And of course, I have to give a quick hat tip, shout out to Simon Sinek for the work that he's done in this area. Uh, he's really uh, led the way and really influenced my thinking on the subject. Um, the idea I will leave for another topic or another post or let you go and listen back to previous ones to get more about. Um, but this applies rather easily to community environments uh, where individuals volunteer their time and they join a particular tribe to coin another phrase from another great author, um, because they have an enthusiasm for the tenant of the group. They all share a common uh, goal, a mentality. Uh, but applying those same principles and concepts to a business arrangement is where things really begin to get interesting. Because when you find a business that is focused on starting with why, it begins to rebalance that equation of pay and passion. And so when a business is able to start by sharing their vision and the reason behind the mission that they're undertaking, it gives them, it affords them the opportunity to find individuals who first of all resonate with the goals of the organization, of the business, and the money almost becomes a secondary benefit. Because what happens then is that these businesses are building a culture and they're forming a tribe around an idea similar to what you would find in a, a non-for-profit community or, or open source environment. Um, these businesses are doing the same thing, the same steps. There's just an added value of pay as well. And that's where things really begin to change. And these companies that are able to do this are, are truly so rare and few and far between that we really look at them and we highlight them, we focus on them. We consider them companies that have been built to last. Uh, and it's by no means an easy task to undertake this and to do it well. It's a very rare trait and we celebrate those that have actually discovered and identified the ways in which as a business they're, they're able to instill that passion, that excitement. And we study them in school and we analyze their their moves and uh, too often I think we take a far too analytical approach and we too quickly neglect the intangible value uh, which has predicated their success in the first place. Uh, but there's enough of these outliers, there's enough of these businesses that have uncovered these secrets and have done it well to recognize that it is possible. And so as a whole, businesses continue to strive after that. They seek to identify those causes for the success and replicate them in their own business. Uh, the difference, of course, is that it, it looks different for every business because the starting with the why is going to be different for every business. But when you're able to empower employees, um, you're really, in essence, imbuing them with passion uh, for the vision and motivating them by the same why that the business holds true. And I think it's important that we end with a, a, a really strong takeaway here that it's not all about 
the monetary gain for the business or even for the individual. Um, it, it may appear as we've talked through this subject that it's all about watching and, and making the business successful. But that's just one benefit. Uh, there's many more than a strong balance sheet or greater revenue bookings. When we have passionate people uh, building companies, um, those companies are able to stand the test of time. And it provides for the futures for thousands of others. And it creates opportunities for, for the improvement of life and, and the enablement of personal successes. And really, it adds value to the world. And so I guess I'd leave you with, what's the true power of passionate people? And I think someone else has probably said this far better than I did, um, or that I, that I ever could. And, and I'm sure that given the, the week's um, environment with the WWDC kicking off yesterday, this was more so in the forefront of my mind than, than typical. Uh, but the original and the famous Mr. Steve Jobs shared in a now timeless motivational video that these crazy ones, the passionate ones, those are the ones who change the world. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Always Be Thinking, a podcast designed to make you think. Tune in next time as we explore more topics related to open source communities and digital marketing.